Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you this morning. Uh, for those that know me, you'll know that I love watching sport. So, the two and a half weeks of the Olympics, it's a beautiful thing. How about you? Love it? Looking forward to Paris? Hate it? Those online, you can type that in the chat right now. Love the Olympics. Fed up. Share that. You know, there are lots of sporting heroes, aren't there? And we saw some amazing talent on display. But one of the things that sometimes is overlooked is all of those volunteers that actually make it happen. So for the Tokyo Olympics, it took 70,000 volunteers to make it happen. The same as in London. There is just something very powerful, isn't there, about ordinary people getting stuck in and involved. Something very powerful about that. And that's what we're going to think about this morning, about the power of getting involved. We're continuing our series, What is Heaven Really Like? Is it sitting on the clouds, playing a harp, you know, chatting with the angels? What is heaven really like? If you have a Bible, could you be turning to Matthew chapter 20? You might have it on paper, a device. Uh, the words will come up on the screen when we get to that. But in, in particularly in Matthew's gospel, Jesus told a number of stories, which he started by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like dot, dot, dot. And Jesus spoke about heaven, God's kingdom, as both now and not yet. The future fullness of God's rule and reign breaking into the present. And these stories tell us something of what it is like when God is in charge, both in the future fully, but also now, when he is in charge in our lives and in our world. So if you're someone that has said yes to Jesus, as, I've, as I have, you've, you've said yes to Jesus being in charge of your life, these stories tell us something of what that is supposed to be like. If you're someone that's not yet said yes to Jesus, you are incredibly welcome with us today. I'm, I'm so delighted you've chosen to spend this time with us. And I hope that what we share together is helpful as you see the life that Jesus invites us into. So Matthew chapter 20, I'm going to read the first 16 verses of this story. This is Jesus speaking. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out about, uh, again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others uh, standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his supervisor, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, 
and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Now, I'm going to share a couple of things from this story, and then, as I said, we're going to give um, some update of um, how we're going to track into the autumn term um, and how we can all be part of resetting. So, the parable of the vineyard workers. You know, we're in a vineyard church. You know, this has a resonance already, doesn't it? But it's a challenging story, isn't it? Because it, it can seem unfair. These guys that have been slaving all day long, serving, working all day long, get the same pay as the guys who just pitch up at the end. But at the same time, the landowner, who is kind of like pictorially you know, showing us something of what God is like, God is just, isn't he? Because he did what he said he was going to do. He did what he said he was going to do, and he is generous. One of the things that I love about this story is that everyone got to play a part. Everyone got an invite to be involved. The organized and the less organized, those that were there early, those that were there late. What does that tell us about heaven? What does it tell us about life when God is in charge? First thing it tells us, I believe, is that we can all be a part of what God is doing. Every one of us. We can all be a part. We can all play our part. Young and old, male and female, black, white and brown, we can all play our part. Those exploring faith and those that have been following Jesus for decades. See, as we enter, as we say yes to Jesus and we enter his kingdom, we become part of the family business. Healing the sick, feeding the poor, all of that kind of stuff. We all have a part to play. But there is something we're going to have to lay down. Me. Myself. I'm going to have to lay that down to fully play a part in what God is doing. That's the second thing that I want to share from this story. Jesus calls us to live a selfless life. Do you see that the people that don't come off well in this story are those people who effectively say, I'm owed more, I deserve more, I'm entitled, it's all about me. Did you? They didn't come off well in this story. The people behave that way. If you, if you were to go back you know, three chapters in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 16, verse 24, Jesus said this to his disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So what Jesus is saying to us, we need to die to ourselves in order to fully live for Christ. Now, one of the things about living a selfless life is that it has a big enemy. Consumerism. We live in a serve-me world, where it's all about me. Look after number one. But consumerism runs counter to the life that Jesus calls us into. It runs counter to discipleship. Now, we were battling consumerism way before COVID-19. 
But in my view, the battle has intensified over these last 18 months. Let me give you an example. Before COVID-19, we would gather as a church family, and there will be some people that you liked and got on with and agreed with, and if you're really honest, there were some people that you didn't. Be honest. Okay? But actually, both types of people are really important to our health and growth. Iron sharpening iron. Okay? There were times where, you know, maybe Ash would lead us in worship and there would be a song. You think, that's the best song. That's my favorite song. And there'd be a time when the team would lead a song and you think, eh. There'd be time where, you know, talk would be given. You think, oh, that's amazing. And there'd be other times you think, oh, that was a bit close to the bone. That made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Now, here's the thing. Over the last 18 months, online church has meant that we can choose to do church on our own terms, by and large. So if we don't like a song or a talk, because it's just a little bit too close to comfort, we can change channel. Don't do that at home, because you'll have just proved my point. If there's someone that you don't get on with so well, or you, you, know, you just don't agree with them, you can mute them. You can just catch up and do church and interact with nobody. Now, the technology that we have is amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. But what I'm saying is I believe there are some real dangers that we need to be aware, with, aware of, dangers for healthy discipleship. It has become much easier to consume church than contribute to church. We can watch rather than be a part of something. And I want to suggest to us today that that is a danger to us. Beware the beast of consumerism. Friends, please don't feed it. Please don't feed it. Jesus calls us to live a selfless life. Okay? So, I want to share some more about our weekend gatherings, our weekend services. You'll have heard us say this before. One of the things we're passionate about as a church is that we gather to scatter. So we gather together on, on Sundays and at other points during the week in order to be encouraged, equipped, empowered, so that we can scatter back into our workplaces, schools and colleges, neighborhoods, families, friendship groups. We gather to scatter, gather to scatter. That's a healthy rhythm of life. And so part of that, gathering, is important. And we are in a season of resetting. In fact, our autumn series is going to be called Reset. We're going to think about how we reset personally in our own lives, but it's also important as a church that we think about how we reset. And one of the things that that means is please don't expect everything to be the same as it was. There'll be things that are resetting. So, what is the plan for Sunday services in the autumn? What we're going to do is reset to two morning on-site services from Sunday the 12th 
of September. That's not next week. Sunday, the 12th of September, two morning on-site services. The first at 9.30, the second at 11.15. Both of those services will have groups for young people. Both of those services, we're going to restart and reset our Young Vineyard Children's Ministry at both of those services. Now, for families, particularly with children in Young Vineyard, things will be different than they were pre-COVID, but Dave and Beth will be updating you with more details um, very soon. At the same time, we will continue with an online streamed hosted service at 9.30 in the morning. And then the recording, the video of that service will be available on YouTube from 11.15. But from the 12th of September, that's not going to be hosted by a team, simply because we cannot do everything. Okay? Take a picture of the slide if you want. That will remind you. So, there is lots of preparation, lots of plans going on at the moment. One of the important things is resetting our serving teams so that we can gather well. Why is serving others so important? I'm going to share five reasons with us, very briefly. Firstly, because Jesus did. Jesus came to serve rather than be served. Jesus did that in order to set an example that we would follow. Followers of Jesus serve others. Secondly, serving others creates spaces for people to meet Jesus. That's what happens. You see, think of our Sundays. Through from car parking, media, young vineyard, youth team, set up, all of those things. It's all about welcoming people and creating environments where people maybe for the thousandth time or the first time, can meet Jesus. So we serve, so create those spaces. Third thing is that serving counteracts consumerism. It fights back against that beast that says that we live in a serve-me world, and serving is one way of saying, no, I'm not going to live my life that way, I'm going to live Jesus' way. I'm going to prefer others, I'm going to honor others, I'm going to serve others. It's the best antidote. Fourth thing is serving is actually good for your health. There's a lot of studies out there that show that volunteering, doing something for somebody else, is really good for your mental well-being, and spiritually, we know it is vital for spiritual well-being. And the fifth thing is serving helps us to feel more connected, both to Jesus and to the church family that we're a part of. And actually, if you want this church to work well for you, being part of a team and part of a small group are absolutely vital to that. So those are five things. What can we do? What can each of us do to get ready as we reset for the autumn? Okay, so I'm going to make it really practical. Help us here. I'm going to share two things that I want to invite us to be doing as we reset this autumn. The first thing is this. If you can, please come to an on-site service before the 12th of September. So, if you have been to an on-site service recently, tick. If you live a long way away, or your health means that it is better to avoid gathered indoor environments right now, 
tick. But maybe others, you've just got out of the habit. Maybe just been putting a whole bunch of other things in the diary for Sundays. Maybe just enjoying pajama Sundays that little bit too much. Maybe you're nervous. If any of those things sound like you, I want to invite you to take a step over these next three weeks. And I want to say a few specific things to those people who I know are still feeling nervous. Firstly, all of the feedback that we have received from people who've said, I was really nervous about coming to an on-site service, without exception, all of those people have said that they felt safe on-site. The team have done a great job, I think, in keeping us safe. Okay? But it, it, we, it's a hurdle we need to get over to try it out, and I would encourage you to do that. Second thing is that more generally, places of worship have been found to be safe. That The last data that I saw from Hounslow Borough was that there were zero cases of transmission traced to places of worship, even at the very height of the really high numbers in the borough. There were, that the, the most risky places statistically are shops and people's homes. Okay? That is not a reason to be complacent, but it is comforting. The third thing, this is a very practical thing, from next Sunday, we are at the door, and this is optional, we're going to have a set of wristbands, and you can pick up the one that you want. Let me just explain how it works. If you pick up the red one, what that will tell somebody is, please give me two meters. Yellow says, I'm okay with you coming a little bit closer, but don't touch me. Green means, I'm well up for a hug, a handshake, or a high five. Okay? Personally, this is my one. I'm double jabbed. I'm feeling okay. So you can come and hug me. But we're doing this because if you're someone that's that, you don't want someone that's that coming throwing their arms around you. Do you? So we're doing this to help one another as we go into this next season. We'll give it a go. See if it, it may remind you of going to a swimming pool or something like that. But we'll give that a go. So come on site. Let me encourage you to do that. Come on site over these next three weeks. Start a habit of resetting physically gathering together. And that's going to be important because of this second thing that I'm inviting us to do. And that is to be part of a team. Be part of a team as we reset this autumn. Remember the story that Jesus told. We all have a part to play. Everyone is invited. Whether we are online or on site, coming to the 9.30 or the 11.15 service, there are lots of different teams and what we ask people to do that are part of our church family is to serve once a month on one of those teams. Now, I'm going to highlight one of those areas of service, and that is our children and young people's um, teams. And I do that partly because our ch children and young people in our society have been, in my view, disproportionately impacted by lockdown. And for us as a church, we have a high value on ministry to children and young people. But in order to reset, 
we need to grow the teams that serve our children and young people. And we want to do this as a priority. Right now, there are, I think, about 29 gaps on our teams in order to reset in September. And so we want to prioritize the resetting of those teams. So, one thing that we want to do is reset our children's and youth teams to have these teams full before we restart serving teas and coffees. Collective gasp. As adults, I want us to serve the next generation before we serve ourselves. That's what I want us to do. That's where I want to lead us into. That as adults here, we serve our children and young people before we serve ourselves. Just remembering, like I, got, I got a postcard yesterday from the husband of the husband and wife who led the youth group while I was growing up. She passed away a week ago. And she invested so much in my life. And I had the opportunity, like three years ago, I decided to write to them and tell them how grateful I was. And I'm so pleased that I did, because now it would have been too late. You know, what I'm saying here, and I'm trying, our children and young people are so important to us, and we want to prioritize them in this next season. And, and more than just a team gap, I'm actually praying that many of us here will be stirred by Holy Spirit to serve our children and young people in this next season. You know, helping them become passionate followers of Jesus. You know, I'm just mindful of what that couple gave to me. And in part, what I'm doing now is because of them. And I'm just, I'm just you know, just imagine what we could do together for a generation of, of children and young people. Just imagine what Jesus could do through people like you and me. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would actually be stirring hearts this morning. And I'm also praying that we can do this really quickly because I want a cup of coffee early September. Can we do both? If you're on site, could you grab this little postcard that's under your seat? And could I ask every one of you to do this? And I'll explain why in a moment. But could you just... Just grab, grab that under your own seat. Wave it at me when you've found them. It will cool you down. Thank you so much for doing that. If you're online, there is a link coming up in the chat section, which will link you through to riversidevineyard.com slash teams. Here's why I wanted everybody to grab one of these. If you are currently on one of our Sunday teams... Could you take this card home with you? Put it in your pocket now. Put it in your Bible. Use that as a reminder because what I would love you to do over these next few days is, is connect with your team leader or overseer and say, hey, we're resetting from the 12th of September. What do I need to know? What do I need to know? And so those team leaders and overseers will be taking a step towards you, but get ahead of them. Connect with them. Okay, so use this as a prompt to do that. If you are online, just make a note and, or message them now. Get out your phone now and say, hey, how can we reset together? If you're not currently on a team, I'd love you 
to fill out one of these now. Now, if you're with us for the first time this morning, you're still welcome to fill one out, but there's a lot of grace and mercy here. But if you've been with us for some time, this is doing family together. And so I want to invite you, grab a pen that is under your seat as well. And while I'm just talking through it, I would love you to fill this in and be a part of resetting in this next season because we can all play our part. And so very simply, there is space at the top to write your name, your phone number, and your email. And then there are a number of teams that we would love you to try. As I say, these are a once a month serving on these teams. So it's from our on-site children and youth teams, on-site welcome, which is from the car park through those different places that we welcome people, on-site worship and media, which are the guys not only leading worship, but the wonderful guys on um, sound and tech and cameras. Lots of fun kit to play with. If you like tech, you'd be like a boy in a sweet shop. Um, there's the on-site signing team for those that are deaf, if you've got skills in that area. And then there is that online welcome team at the 9.15 service only. So tick the teams that you'd like to try out, and then if you could just indicate whether you're leaning towards the 9.30 or the 11.15 service once we get to the 12th of September. Okay? So the very wonderful Hannington and Julie, and maybe somebody else, I don't know, are just going to wander around. When you filled out a card, if you could just pop it in one of the baskets that they're carrying around, that would be amazing. And what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, someone of our team leaders or overseers will get to connect with you and will help you to get involved and try a team out as we head into this next season. You can tick one or more boxes. If you're thinking, you know what, I quite like to swap teams. Maybe you know, you've been doing something and you think, you know what, Kids and youth is for me for this next season. You're welcome. Just You can write swap on that card and we will, we will do that with you. So, those baskets going around. Hannington, take a wander, my friend. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Do accost Hannington and Julie and Roshni in a nice way if you still got your card. Wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm going to just close by sharing this, and then we're going to worship and pray together. I, I was reading this earlier this week. This is from Martin Luther King Jr., and he said this, An individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, and I don't agree with him here, I think life's most important question is, is how are you responding to Jesus? But the one here is important as well. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? That is wise.